Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Sharp jab, fast, explosive jab to, to the head and the body. And there's a combination that drops Errol Spence for the first time in his career. The lightning hand speed. Terrence Bud Crawford, an electrifying combination that drops Errol Spence in round two. Man, talking about dings, let's give you um, a little tidbit on Dingman's Collision Center here in town. Dingman's your one-stop shop for all your car needs. But I want to talk a little bit about their Give Back program. In specific, uh, Epic for Girls is one of the nonprofits that they work with. They're an organization that focuses on equity for girls of color in sports here in Omaha. And, um, you know, not only is it leveling the playing field, but it serves as a, an umbrella organization to amplify sports programming and call attention to the issues of inequity in sports and addresses um, incidences of violence occurring in the world of youth sports in Omaha. Epic works alongside organizations providing accessible and affordable opportunities to compete in multiple sports, including but not limited to Basketball, volleyball, soccer, dance, things like that. So Digman's just always doing a great, a great thing by investing in the community, and that's why we invest in Digman's. That's Digman's Collisions Center. Uh, Robbie, as we wait on Stephen to hop on the show, mm-hmm. little bit of uh, boxing to kick things off with Craw- Crawford and Spence. Yeah, a little bit of UFC as uh, as we mentioned too. But you know, all I noticed. All I saw on social media after that fight, and, and I mean not just immediately after, mm-hmm. but the day after, was who's still thinking about that fight? Who's yeah. still thinking about this? Who's still thinking about that? It's just that, is that the imprint that Crawford leaves on you? Yeah, I mean, it's all I've been uh, – honestly, most of what I've been thinking about all weekend and, and even into this morning as, as I was getting ready for, uh, for the show here with you is, you know, I almost <laughs> – it almost like blocked out everything – else sports related that happened over the weekend for me because it was just such a dominating performance I you know I'm as ardent of a bud believer as anyone I like I said I predicted bud TKO 10 and I was still shocked by how good he was on Saturday and it's the thing that I keep going back to he is just He's the best fighter uh, of our time right now, and, and I, I don't know that it's particularly close. Well, Stephen is with us now, Stephen Muehlhausen. He uh, covers MMA, covers boxing, at, at S. Muehlhausen Jr. on Twitter. Stephen, good morning. Thanks for taking the time. Man, it's been a while, guys. How are you? Good, good. Uh, you know, we're even better because our guy, 
Bud Crawford. <laughs> took down Spence over the weekend, and I shouldn't even just say took down. I mean, it was a true behind smash. Um, it, after that first round, it was just all Crawford. What did you uh, take notice to, especially during that fight? Because there was a lot of buildup and a lot of people hating on Crawford, essentially saying, hey, he hasn't really faced anybody yet. Has, has he finally shushed, shushed up the haters? You know, I feel like we've been on this journey together the last <laughs> few years, guys. We really have. I was thinking about it when I was talking to your producer. I was talking to Shane the other day, and I'm like, I feel like we've been on this long, winding journey together, and it's it finally happened. You know, I couldn't be more proud for you guys. He's your guy. You know, I know when I was at Sporting News, we had him as the 2020 Fighter of the Year. You just... It was one. It was a one-sided beatdown, like you guys said. There was the first round. You knew what to expect because that's just Terrence. Mm-hmm. You know how Terrence Crawford fights. He's not going to change the way he handles that first round or two. He turned it up a little quicker than I thought he would. <laughs> and you got to the second round, and I noticed with about a minute to go, he got, he landed a common. No, it was about. A minute and a half left, and he landed a counter right. And I'm like, now he's there. Now he, he's figured him out. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Mike, okay, he's starting to get it, and Spence had landed a couple shots, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, and then with a minute to go, he just turned it on. And you just knew, right, he said landed a combination, knocked Spence back with a jab, and you're like, okay, that's a... Uh, Steven, a couple of uh, a couple of things that were most surprising to me within that fight were uh, a couple of things you touched on there. So, so tell me where your head was at. Number one, I was I was very surprised that it seemed like, and I think uh, Bud said this in a post fight interview, pretty early on. I think even before the knockdown, Bud realized that Spence could not hurt him even when he landed. Um, which I was kind of stunned by. At least that's how Crawford seemed to feel about it. And secondly, I was a little bit shocked how quickly Crawford seemed to figure Spence out. Because I was expecting two, three rounds of what we saw in the first round, because that's how, how Crawford does a lot of times. You mentioned it took him about a round and a half, and he was locked in. It's just he knew, and I remember me and him, and it was like conversation I remember me and him had end of was right after he beat Sean Porter mm-hmm. and I remember me and him were we went off to the side and we did a quick like five six minute hit and we talked about Spence and he goes me and you were talking about this been talking about this since 2019 mm-hmm. he's like they kept me from not being on this side of the street yeah I already be- I didn't belong on that side of the street I am my own street but he, you could see in his tone of voice when it came to Spence, he understood the significance of the fight. Mm-hmm. And then as the week went on, you're like, okay, maybe he's going to do something different. He put the pedal up a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Because he knew Errol Spence, and it's no knock on, it's not Sean Porter. It's not David Abenesian. This isn't Jeff Horn. This isn't, this isn't Benavides Jr. It's just a completely different animal. The guy, you can't take nothing away from Errol Spence. Three belt unified welterweight champion. He is a beast. 
But at the end of the day, Terrence Crawford knew, I have to start quicker. Bo Mac knew, we have to start quicker. We can't wait three rounds. We can't give him much that much needed confidence. Let's take his will. Let's take his spirit. As soon as Crawford ate the first big left hand, it was over. It was You could basically say it was a wrap. He was eating those shots, and it didn't bother him. He was walking through them. He put the pedal quicker when he normally, like you said, he doesn't do that. He knew what was at stake. He knew he couldn't let Spence get that momentum. Hmm. And look at what we saw. It was a one. Knocked him down twice in the second. Then look at what happened in the seventh. I thought that fight should have been stopped in the seventh. I had plenty of people from the Spence camp, the TBC camp, telling me, well, why did you tweet that for? That fight should have been stopped after the seventh round. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Ravi was was reiterating that same point uh, earlier on in the show. It was over. I felt bad for Errol Spence. (laughs) Yeah, the last two rounds for sure. Yeah. He should not have been allowed to take that beating. His corner had to help him at some point, I thought. I think that showed a whole – his corner did him no favor. Yeah. And I said this to a couple people, and there's plenty of people in boxing not happy that I said this, but if I'm Ryan Garcia, I'm Anthony Joshua, I'm kind of looking at being like, what if that's me in there? Mm-hmm. How is my trainer mm-hmm. gonna? Is my trainer gonna have my back? Yeah. And from what I saw, and Errol's Derek Sky, he's been with Derek James since coming out of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. This isn't a guy that's just come to the gym. Terrence laid a beat down, and Derek James let, th- let that unnecessarily happen. Steven, I thought that was unfortunate for Errol because Errol didn't deserve that. Steven, you talked about quick starts. Quickly here, um, got about a minute and a half. Just, Justin Gaethje and Derek Lewis had some pretty quick starts on the UFC stage. Derek Lewis is just... Flying knee. <laughs> Little Masvidal like. He, he went all Jorge Masvidal on him. I didn't see that coming. I don't think the world saw that coming. And Derek Lewis is in a good spot now. Shockingly, the UFC did not sign him to a new deal. They didn't. Derek didn't like the money after talk. I talked to him late last week, and the UFC just didn't offer him what he was looking for. So he's a free agent. I think he's going to the PFL. I think he's going to go fight Francis Ngannou. Mm. I, I think that's going to happen. I know people in PFL are interested. You mm. go to you go to Justin Gaethje, and I wasn't expecting a head kick knockout. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and Justin Gaethje showed the world. He's made his adjustments. He's fighting a lot smart, smarter, not harder than what he just did to Dustin Poirier. What an, what an amazing performance by Justin Gaethje. If I'm him, I take the guy. Makachev, Oliveira, you, in October, you don't know when that's a, You're talking about waiting maybe till next March, February, March. Mm-hmm. If I'm Justin Gaethje, I'm fighting Conor McGregor. Ooh. That's I know Justin dismissed it. Conor wants to fight. Justin, they've been angling each other for a while. Gaethje's saying Conor's declined to fight. I don't know if that's accurate, but Justin's like, oh, I don't want to fight him. 
if you're going to get offered the money, a lot of these guys get offered to fight Conor McGregor. It's mm. life-changing money, and it's life-changing if you beat him. Look at look at what happened with Khabib. Mm-hmm. Look at Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is about to headline his own pay-per-view. Yeah. Doing a boxing. So it's worked out very well for Nate. It worked out very well for Dustin Poirier. And it worked out very well for Khabib. And I think it also could work out very well for Justin KG. So I think that'd be one. Steven, we appreciate the time this morning. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Go yes, through. sir. Steven Muehlhausen, MMA and boxing, UFC. He kind of does it all. Before we let you go, um, Sunday, August 13th at 7 p.m. on Nebraska Public Media. In the Deed, the Glory Memorial Stadium. It reveals the story, history, evolution, and significance of the stadium that is synonymous with Saturdays in Nebraska. Mark your calendars. Again, that's August 13th, Sunday at 7 p.m. on Nebraska Public Media. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Thanks for Robbie for filling in uh, maybe one last time. Who knows? (laughs) DB should be back tomorrow. That'll do for coffee and cream.